Hey everyone, Eric Watson here, and this is the recorded audio of a DM-only live stream in which I prepare for our next live session and chat with fans twice a week at my Rogue Watson YouTube channel. Please note that these streams are full of DM spoilers. This was not originally intended for an audio-only format, but has been converted to a podcast for your convenience. The channel and by extension this podcast are supported by Patreon. If you'd like to support my work, you can do so at patreon.com slash roguewatson. Enjoy the show. Freelance writer, player of games, writer, board, recorder videos, and at tabletop role playing aficionado. Welcome to the Monday edition, my bi weekly behind the scenes DM only live stream crafting Icewind Dale, in which I build, write, and prepare for our next session of Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. We're playing characters of all Robin, Frey, Celeste, Edmund, or Thimbleweed. This is not meant for you, but for the rest of you. Welcome. Warning there will be spoilers. We stream our DD sessions live on YouTube every Friday evening. Watch all of our DD live series as well as reviews on my YouTube channel and read weekly session recaps at roguewatson.com. Follow me on Twitter at roguewatson and join our official Discord server. Invite link into the description below. If you would like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. For our campaign, we use roll.net for streaming. I use open broadcaster software with Streamlabs. Hello, Nathan. I hope you're doing well. So... A lot of the planning we did last week, I have to do the proverbial um, wad it up into a ball and toss it behind me into the waste bin because my players did not go to do console, which is a lot of what I uh, prepped for last week, which I should have anticipated that. You know, you give your players choices and of course they're going to choose the thing that you hadn't planned on doing. Uh, and I think I even mentioned that during the crafting stream. It was like, I'm sure my players will do something I didn't plan for. And that was... Something I didn't plan for. Good morning, Jeremy. It is evening for me. Um, but, I mean, it makes sense. Like, East Haven, you know, they could choose to get it in front of it instead of trying to follow it around. They were not aware of how fast the dragon goes, but now they're probably a little bit more aware of it, uh, given the fact that they can calculate, okay, we it took us, uh, what did I say, five, nearly six hours to get to East Haven, and the dragon has already presumably destroyed Dugan's Hole and Goodmead and is now at East Haven, which means... It's fine, we just need to prep East Haven, obviously, right now, and um, kind of need to wrap up all of my dragon stuff in East Haven, because I'm also presuming that after this, the party is going to go towards Bryn Shander, and then we're going to have a final showdown with the dragon. I think. I, I'm very confident that they're not going to chase the dragon around, because A, they're going to get something in East Haven that's going to tell them, hey, you need to go, well, I mean... There's going to be refugees, there's going to be all kinds of stuff that's going to point them towards uh, Bryn Shander as being the place they need to go. And B, um, they're also not going to be able to resurrect uh, Celeste in East Haven. They're going to have to do it in Bryn Shander. So all of those things will definitely bring the players to Bryn Shander and not just kind of chasing willy-nilly after this dragon that they're frankly never just going to catch anyway. Uh, good evening to you, sir. Stan, hello. So, uh, we just need to prep East Haven right now and try to do as much of the cool dragon stuff as I can fit into one town, which means I need to come up with some maps, and I might be able to get away with, you know, if it's not a combat map, I think I can just use the East Haven town map. Why not? So, we're going to go to, we're looking at the Icewind Dale map right now. So unfortunately, that whole scenario I had prepped, um, maybe I'll have it in the back burner because, you know, one interesting thing is if they do go straight to Bryn Shander, that means the dragon will have literally completed its reign of destruction all the way around. Um, and it could mean if the players stop in another town, you know, later in the campaign, which is all likelihood, uh, then maybe I can run that same like vengeful spirit thing if I wanted to use that as a kind of stopover encounter. So we'll have to save that one for uh the future for now let us go to i think we can safely archive sunblight we're not going back there 
uh, there's some random map I made with a Peritone encounter, apparently. We're not going to use that anytime soon. That'll be future two as well. Uh, Alright, so we've got East Haven, and we also have the East Haven town map, which I could repurpose, which I kind of teased the fact that there was this dome and light shining from the town hall. Uh, because what I would like to do is give the players a clue as to what they can do, basically. Right now, they just have no clue. Like, alright, there's this dragon, it's destroying everything. Do we just get close and, like, enter, you know, turn-based combat mode? How do we do this? And what I propose is... Ravison, who is a frost druid and an aureal worshiper, uh, whom the players have crossed paths with and did not like, but did not fight. Um, and she's kind of politically taken over the town, or at least bent the ear of the speaker. Uh, and I think it would be really an interesting irony if the players realize that maybe Oral is like their only chance at taking this dragon down. So what I'd like to do, hopefully I can pull this off. It would fuck me up if the players like straight up refuse. Um, I guess that's on them <laughs> when it comes to it. But what I would like to do is have, is basically I'm creating this kind of moth to the flame, this beacon. So I'm saying, okay, you need to basically go to the town hall and realize what's going on there. And what's going on there is Ravison is basically trying to channel and summon an avatar of Aurel or maybe Aurel herself. I haven't quite worked out if I want to do literally Aurel as a, like a transformed beast coming down or just have this like you know biological weapon that oral has in the form of the rock basically that as written it's a giant it, as written it's dumb she has to ride on a giant bird to do her spell in the air as if a goddess can't just do that um and i'm changing i'm changing that completely so people don't even know it's her that's doing this and she's not riding flying through the fucking air and also that the rock is at least a snowy owl because come on that's just more appropriate so I think it'd be really neat if I can, okay, what if what if Ravison has a MacGuffin, some item, her staff or something? I forget if she has this. Maybe she's got like, I don't know, an ice staff or something. She's done something and uh, she's channeling maybe her own life into it or something and trying to summon this thing. And then it gets interrupted somehow or something happened. Maybe Dwarger attack, you know, saboteurs are attacking or something. Um and or maybe the players, I could do it in, uh, maybe the players arrive when Dwarger have already breached into the town hall and thus by the time the players get there they see Ravison like getting um, mortally wounded my goal is to pull this off the players get into the town hall um Dwerger which you know god damn there's still Dwerger in East Haven yeah I guess it just makes it a better story for me <laughs> um you know it's a big town whatever there's different sleeper cells it wasn't just uh dearth doing his thing in there um they make it in there and they basically disrupt the ritual so she can't complete it um, and then at that point, let's see, I need to figure out a way to, to basically my goal would be to her to say, um, this, or maybe, maybe she's not in the middle of, maybe she's creating the artifact that will do it then. Maybe, I don't know, I need to come up with some detail because my goal is to basically do the classic dying person says, take this important artifact and with this, you can. This should help you defeat the dragon. But the idea was they need to take that to Bryn Shander, so that then all that finale stuff can happen in Bryn Shander, because that works better than doing it in East Haven. But I need to come up with a reason that they have to do it in Bryn Shander versus here, and that's the kind of detail I need uh, some help with. <laughs> and then, obviously, what I want to do is make it so it's a really dynamic battlefield for the players to even get from... And we can actually use this, a chunk of this map itself, for the actual session. Um, and just trying to get to the town hall while this dragon is doing strafing runs and just blowing shit up. Uh, like freaking um, that episode of Game of Thrones with King's Landing. And have you know you know people in trouble have to rescue people and maybe people are affected by the drought or maybe just people are panicking and they have to deal with you know panicked crowds and basically create a bunch of things that are not necessarily just combat based but like skill challenges or saving you know especially saving throws with the dragon coming in and doing its thing i'm even contemplating which i'm curious on feedback for this if it's worth literally putting the players into some kind of initiative um or maybe not even um, individual players, but like just, hey, the players get to do something and then the dragon does something and the players do something and the dragon does something just so it's a little more organized for me. I, I can't quite 
uh, anticipate if that would make things easier or more difficult for me. Uh, rather than just saying, okay, and now the dragon's going to come in at this moment and do this, versus just saying, like, okay, this thing happens, you know, you guys have a chance to respond and do something, and then the dragon flies, and then it takes a second to, you know, recharge its thing, uh, and then you guys get to do something, and then it comes back around and does another, and now it's over here and blows up this thing, you know, that kind of thing. What does the dragon do after this? Um, it retires in a nice beach... Uh, and sipping on some margaritas. <laughs> if the dragon technically survives its reign of destruction around um, Ten Towns, it literally just returns to Sunblight and, you know, right to the hangar and stops, and that's it, just shuts itself off. So the idea is to try to stop it from destroying everything. Now, you may think, well, Eric, what's the point of waiting until they get to Bryn Shander to um, stop it? Because hasn't it already destroyed Ten Towns? Well, yes, but... A lot, and that's something I need to convey to the players, is there are refugees pouring, there are survivors pouring out of these towns. Um, anywhere from 30 to like 70% of the population of a town is actually able to escape because the dragon isn't necessarily programmed to kill every living thing in a town. It's just designed to like level the town, basically, and make it like uninhabitable. But I think it actually mentions this in Dragon in the notes. Um, the last town it hits is Bryn Shander, and it says, Bryn Shander is bursting at the seams with refugees from other settlements. This is where Ten Towns makes its final stand. The outer walls offer no defense against the flying dragon. People can hide in the town's root cellars. But then the dragon is there for, it spends 12 hours at Bryn Shander. Six hours, it's in the air, just fucking blasting everybody. And then another six hours, it actually lands. And then now it's killing everybody. So it's like not programmed to necessarily destroy everybody completely until it gets to Bryn Shander. Because, um, I, I guess... They know that like all the refugees have been going to Bryn Shander, and so now it's designed to kill everybody. So Bryn Shander is like the worst place. And it even says Bryn Shander's population balloons from 1,200 to 2,700 with the refugees. The dragon and the Dwarger claim 200 lives each hour, leaving the devastated town with a population of 300 out of like almost everybody in 10 towns. That is apocalyptic. Like these poor fucking people, holy shit. They've already had to deal with this everlasting night. And this dragon is so fucking destructive. I can't even believe it. It's really bold for them to, to even like have this concept of just literally mass destruction on this kind of scale with just a single creature. So that's why I think it's cool to have a creature that's, you know, you really show off its destruction here in East Haven. And maybe it's a question of the fact that by the time the players deal with the events in the town hall, um, narratively maybe i could have the dragon um flying off you know to where they can't catch it with the, you know it's like i don't know i need to come up with some reason that they maybe it has something to do with they have to like plug it in at Bryn Shander somewhere <laughs> i don't understand how i can do this but i need to what i'd like to do is give them something it's basically to where i can give them a quest and not just be like okay you know how are you guys going to deal with this but I actually give them a quest which is you can summon this basically this rock stat block that will appear and fight the dragon with the caveat that my goal is not to have these things to, you know, just fight each other and have the players just sit back and, and watch Slackjawed, but actually mechanically have the rock be able to ground the dragon. And ultimately the dragon will fend off the rock because and maybe it'll be discovered. Maybe the players will discover here that like Arl doesn't play well with Shardle and it's like her kryptonite. Um, and thus the rock actually gets maybe driven back or killed or something surprising, but it does ground the dragon or hampered enough to where the players can start wailing on it and then, you know, maybe create an interesting battlefield there. So that's my goal. <laughs> the weed and favorite probably be the two most obstinate when it comes to Ravison. I don't know. Actually, uh, well, Robin was the one that had the biggest problem with Ravison. If you recall during that, uh, during that exchange, he was really upset with her and really giving her the business about not liking people blindly worshiping Aurel and thinking that, you know, she had all the answers and stuff. Unfortunately, this chapter really doesn't offer any kind of clues or anything in terms of, uh, you know, how to actually run these towns other than just mentioning the fact that what the dragon destroys and who all is killed. It does mention the fact the dragon is in East Haven for eight hours, which, again, I can play with that as much as I want in terms of how much is happening. If we technically calculate it from... Let's see, what did I calculate it as? I put this in somewhere. Takes like, I think four hours 
It takes two hours to get from Sunblight. That's like fucking SAT. Two hours to get from Sunblight to Dugan's Hole. It's there for 30 minutes. It's another 30 minutes to get to Good Me. That's three hours. Hour and a half at Good Me. That's four and a half. And then what does it take to get to East Haven? An hour and a half. So you're looking at probably six. So unfortunately, it's probably, it hasn't been at uh, East Haven long by the time the players get here. And the fact that it's going to be here eight hours would give the players plenty of chances to work with it and deal with it. So I may have to play with this time frame a little bit because uh, I don't think I can keep up <laughs> unless we montage it like I don't I don't think I can keep up like this dragon doing this for eight hours while the players are here for all eight hours without being able to like you know occasionally they fire an arrow at it or do you know do something just doesn't seem very uh interesting versus having them you know on the ground because the problem is when you're on the ground doing all these things time isn't really passing that fast technically you know all this could take all of an hour and if it's still going to be here for a while longer that might not be the most interesting thing to deal with Dragon faces its first real challenge at East Haven. It catches the town by surprise. The militia reacts quickly and succeeds in wounding the creature. The dragon uses its radiant breath weapon to strafe the town from air, never landing. It starts at the east and slowly works its way westward, clearing streets and obliterating homes. I wonder why it goes east to west, because it came from the west. It takes eight hours, but the dragon destroys half the town's structures, including most of the docks. The White Lady Inn partially collapses when the dragon flies through it. That's a cool thing I can do. And the wet trout is raised. Is that a bar? Town Hall and the East Haven Ferry are spared. So that's kind of where I'm going with the fact that they can go to the Town Hall. Maybe it's like protected by Oral's magic or something. Well, that's not going to work very well if the dragon's actually in the east side. There's the wet trout. Over in the east side, working its way west. That's not going to make very, things very interesting for my players, is it? So maybe it's going to go... Maybe instead we'll go west to east. <laughs> that makes more sense anyway. It's coming from the fucking west. You think the party would go back to Sunblight and use the dragon as a party assist? <laughs> no, I'm hoping... I don't see them ever going back to Sunblight. I, I hope they... My goal is to have them destroy the dragon by the end of this chapter. Um, and really, they... Honestly, between you and me, they probably don't need the rocks assistance, frankly. Uh... They can, I think they can fight it, especially if they're fully leveled level six. Like this thing is, it's strong, but it's not, if it's alone, it's not that strong. Like I'd, I'd have to basically give it legendary actions. 150 hit points, 17 AC. Uh, it's got good physical saves, no good mental saves, but it does have magic resistance. Um, it's got three, I mean, it's basically an adult dragon. Can a fully rested level six party take out an adult dragon? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm, I'm going to play the dragon as well as I can, even though it's it's a construct, but it still has, you know, programming to do its best. But the idea will be, that's basically what the rock will do, is it'll maybe hamper its ability to fly around and just rain death from above, versus it just being programmed to, like, land and, and kick ass. The cool thing is, you can actually create minions in the form of Malevolent Presence. So once it lands, I could have it charm random people around it, and actually have those be like minions that technically they're supposed to be able to repeat their saving throw at the end of each turn. Maybe I can do that, you know, on the down low or something. But that'd be pretty excellent is just having like, you know, that, that's actually a really interesting moral dilemma for players to deal with is having like mind control, like people, just regular people who are like mind controlled all of a sudden. And they're as like minions of the boss. So like, you know, you don't want to necessarily, you know, turn your attacks on them, but they could still get in some licks. And I would probably use, you know, not a commoner stat block, but maybe have it be like, Gar, you know, militia basically, which I think is a tribal warrior stat block. Um, and use those as minions would be pretty cool. Yeah, rips off a wing. That's probably, yeah. I, I mean, what I'd like to do is, is do it like a cutscene. Like, I don't want to sit there and roll, you know, combat for these creatures and like that. And when it's just something you see, but that's that is what I'm going for some kind of cool, like kaiju battle cutscene where they go at each other for a second. And then the, yeah, the we'll say the bird can like damage it enough, but then the dragon really kind of kicks the bird's ass a lot. And I want to really play out the fact that the bird is like stymied by the fact that this is not just a normal creature. This is a thing made of Shardolin and it is very hard to get through for that creature. Even one like powered by Oral, which I can maybe play that up. Maybe even have like the out the owl creature have like a you know a cool frost breath attack, like just Godzilla style, just opens its maw and just Rrr! but then the dragon doesn't give a fuck because it's you know the kryptonite or whatever. That would be kind of cool. Got a leader there. Chickens with their heads cut off. Players need to leave the village of safety. 
Yes. So, and that's something um, that they're going to have to deal with here at East Haven. So, all right, let's literally go over this because there is all those things I want to hit. So, things in East Haven I want to have is evading the dragon, ideally multiple times, right? You really want to create that cool dynamic, like, you know, playing a game of Battlefield or something where it's a war zone. Which, by the way, D&D, I would love to have a D&D uh, campaign. Pathfinder's done this better than D&D. We're having a campaign that's actually at war, which Forgotten Realms, I don't, I don't know if everybody's at war in the Forgotten Realms. Everything's at Sword Coast, the problem, so that's all I know. But that'd be a neat backdrop for a story is, or a campaign is just literally like multiple factions like warring with each other and have to deal with like battlefield situations and shit. I think that'd be awesome versus just, you know, the usual cults or undead or something. Anyway, um, so I think the dragon doing its strafing runs and blowing up buildings and shit is just straight up easy because you can just use... A, you can use the dragon's actual radiant breath in case somebody gets blasted by it, but the odds of it actually uh, getting hit, you know, it's a five-foot-wide laser beam as it's strafing, so technically it's just really blowing up individual things, so it's not like this big AoE attack, in other words. So um, maybe occasionally if the players are really in the, you know, interesting location, maybe they go inside a building to help somebody and the dragon can actually, you know, beam attack in there. I could have everybody roll deck saves for that. Um, but more than likely, it would be just the deck saves of, like, collapsing buildings and, you know, rubble exploding and all that things. Where's Dwayne Johnson? The Rock! <laughs> we need to summon a giant Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, to take that. By the way, that fucking, uh, what's the movie with uh, Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds on Netflix? I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. It was, I mean, it's it's pretty dumb and it's as tropey as you think it is, but I I really enjoyed it. That's this kind of movie I like. Um, completely forgot the name of it, but it's very it's very good. I'll, I like all three of those actors. Uh, so yeah, we can use the dragon attack as really an ongoing event that it's going to do as it's straight. Which what do y'all think about doing the? Is it too weird to do um, initiative in here or some method of like, you know, you go, dragon goes, you go, or should I just, I think I, it might be easier just to, for me to do it organically and say like, okay, here's this event. And if the dragon's involved, I need to mention that or not, but always be in mind of, okay, every time the players do something, the dragon is then doing something. Cause it, it's just more interesting if the dragon is there doing its thing, maybe initially, they're dealing with just a refugee crisis at the, you know, at the entrance right here. And they have to deal with all these people who are like fleeing around and they just see the dragon in the distance. But then when they get closer, then they have to deal with the active like war zone of the dragon, like doing its strafing runs. And if I assume it's going west to east, which I like better, then you can actually literally have a bunch of destroyed shit first. So I can kind of get away with my, okay, here's the post dragon situation where there's, you know, maybe people trapped in rubble or buildings collapsing and all that kind of dangerous shit. Then we get to this middle part, whereas they get maybe in the middle of town where the dragon currently is, and then they have to deal with the active dragon situation. So people are running and screaming, uh, you know, dragons just blowing up buildings, they have to evade all that shit. And then the final leg of this gauntlet will be uh, making it to the town hall. Hopefully players have figured out that's where they need to go. And that's when I'll actually introduce uh, the Dwerger um, agents, which it does mention that... Dwerger are popping in. In fact, East Haven specifically says that uh, Captain Arlagath is slain by two invisible Dwerger who have been waiting impatiently for the dragon to strike. The 500 survivors flee on foot to Bryn Shander. That's only mentioned about the Dwerger, okay. Oh, if he's alive and present when the dragon attacks, Speaker Whalen is killed when six Dwerger storm the the town hall and confiscate any Shardolin they find there. So I can easily go with the Dwerger. And unfortunately, I don't ha no longer have uh, Prince Dirth or any of those guys to work with, but it'll just be uh, regular Dwerger, and you know they'll be in no mood for it. Hopefully, I can create a combat situation and not just yet another social situation where the players are like, hey, let's, you know, Edmund, turn, turn yourself into Prince Dirth real quick and call it off or something. That would be really awkward to try to do in the middle of this uh, battle. <laughs> I would really have to, like, turn on the players and be like, all right, let's go. I would like the players to be involved in a combat encounter, and that's the one to use, right? Because otherwise, the only the only other combat encounter I have to help break up this exploration run 
is um, the dragon's malevolent presence, but it's technically not supposed to be able to do that unless it's within 30 feet of people. And it never lands. It always stays in the air, which I assume means it stays generally about 120 feet away from its target. So uh, it wouldn't actually be affecting anybody's malevolent presence. So that can be something that people, they'll only have to deal with at the very last leg of the fight, basically, when it finally lands. Glowy domes of protection magic are obviously traps. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I need to work out the exact specifics. Oh, you know what we can do is actually put shit on this map to make it look destroyed, right? We could put like rubble. Have some good rubble. Yeah. Some rubble I've been using since my shadow run days of like six or seven years ago. Like destroy this town. Just use the same rubble thing, right? Say that the dragon started from here and work, and maybe like little fires everywhere. Things destroyed. You have like I can make a stables here. Maybe there's uh. Maybe there's goats trapped in the stable screaming for help. <laughs> that could be pretty funny. There's like people and then the boy's like, no, we gotta save the goats. <laughs> Someone please think of the goats. It's better if I had one more uh rubble. Rain. Rubble. Big. Kind of looks weird on this map. Working with it, I'm gonna have some things actively on fire. Remember to put these on the actual map layer, though. All destroyed. So basically this entire western part has already been destroyed and the dragon is systematically making its way west to east, just laying waste to as much of the city as it can. Or town, I guess none of these are cities. They'll rock you. So help me come up with a good plot point for um uh what is Ravison is currently, essentially she's you know, got magic DM powers to do this, but she's channeling like her, she's channeling her goddess. She's channeling Aurel, and that is protecting the town hall. And maybe there's some um, survivors in there uh, as well. Maybe they initially thought, okay, we need to get everybody into the town, or get a lot of, many of the surrounding people into the town hall as we can. And Aurel can, uh, you know, she can use her magic powers to protect everybody with this little glowy bubble thing going on. Um, but uh, ultimately, the goal is... I could go really dark with this and have Aurel actually draining people to make it, but that might be too dark. I think it'd be cool to basically... Initially, my thought was, okay, what if it's Aurel that does all these things? But I'm, or, uh, sorry, uh, Ravison. But I'm like, no, I want I want the players to do these things if they play along with it. So I, I want to... Basically, something needs to happen to Ravison um where she's attacked or killed or something mortally wounded whatever and then she has to transfer whatever power or macguffin or staff or something she has to the players but then also tell them like for whatever reason like don't do it in east haven try to actually you know east haven's already you know fallen or or something you know whatever reason they've got and basically say um you know the refugees everybody knows that if if shit really hits the fan um, Bryn Shander is the only chance we have of, um, of surviving, of actually putting up a good defense because that's the only city that's really got the best defense. It's almost like if you think of a medieval, you know, with the castle and then there's the surrounding, you know, little villages and farmlands and stuff. Like when you get attacked, you know, everybody pulls out and you go into the fucking castle because it's the only place that actually has the defensive battlements. 
And that's kind of the situation here. Everybody needs to pull back and go to Bryn Shander. So maybe they're just thinking like this is the best case scenario that we've got. Or maybe that was their plan all along. Um, I would just think it'd be cool to actually have Ravison die here, but like in service of helping people, even though she worked. So the interesting thing is, even though Aurel is technically kind of a evil goddess in my campaign, but mainly more of just a callous neutral goddess, I think, the way I'm going with it. Um, but she is, um, the Charlotte Dragon is an absolute threat to her rule in this area because I, the way I figure it, a, a god or goddess needs followers in order to be, uh, you know, powered. Now her, she got her power because of the Mythalar and, and doing all that, but I think she maintains that power because of the worship. And if she obviously loses everybody in her, uh, in her main region, then that's a huge knock to her power. So she would obviously want to be involved in this. So it's kind of weird on the one hand that Oral even needs to like summon her to do that. But so I, I could, my my initial thought was just to have the rock show up basically as this like, oh God, we need, you know, a deus ex miracle to help save us from this dragon. And then that's, you know, it, the, the rock just shows up out of nowhere. The, the rock, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, um, the the snowy owl using the rock stat block shows up and attacks the dragon and saves everybody. But I think it'd be more, uh, satisfying for the players if they were actually given a thing that's like, hey, do this, you can summon an avatar of Aural, and that will help uh, defeat, and that will help you defeat the dragon, and then I guess it's up to the players whether they want to do it or not, but hopefully I would have to, for I would force them to do it because of how much devastation the dragon is causing. Like an ice shield ritual to protect the town's yeah. Falling debris wounds her, yep, I could do that. Well, the other thing I was thinking about is maybe the dome specifically protects against the dragon's radiant blast and it can, you know, just protect that way. But what it doesn't protect, it allows people inside. So it's like a, uh, almost like a Leoman's tiny hut kind of thing, except it allows just people to come and go, but it doesn't allow like energy. So whatever rules that is, I don't know if there's a D&D equivalent of that. Um, if that's, is that a global vulnerability I'm thinking of? I don't know. But um the ironic thing is because there are Dwerger saboteurs in East Haven, it allows them to get inside and they just start attacking. And because maybe Ravison's having to actually do the ritual, um, she is attacked and mortally wounded. And, and ideally by the time, because I know players are good at fucking up those plans, ideally the players arrive right after she gets mortally wounded. And then they get to fight off the Dwerger as a combat encounter, which yeah, I have mixed feelings about because we just fought a whole bunch of fucking Dwerger and I feel like we've just, I've been throwing a lot of them at the players, but it is part of this coordinated attack and it makes the most sense versus anything else that they would have. I think um, I could at least include different kind of Dwerger, you know, we could do maybe some of those exosuit machine guys because we didn't really get a proper, you know, party combat encounter with those guys in a while or something, but the, the Dwerger are not going to be a huge threat. The threat is the fact that it's just all happening, you know, with this dragon blasting at the same time. Protection from energy. Yeah, maybe it's, it's just a giant-ass protection from energy spell. Protection from Shardalyn's shield cannot be dropped as she's protecting the town hall. Yeah. So I could even put a little... Um, I wonder if there's a... Uh, let's see. What can I search that would allow me to find a uh, like a cool little bubble to put around the town hall to make it actually? Because we, we're probably going to use this map for most of it. And frankly, maybe I don't have to come up with a map because I've got the the town hall map. I could just use that East Haven town hall map. Which dome? No results found. Really? There's no dome. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's just what I want. Like some magic. Now you find a bunch of shit. Can do with anything. Okay. Um, want a yeah? There you go. Perfect. A fucking circle. Perfect circle. There you go. That looks noticeable. <laughs> Leoman's big ass hut. <laughs> That's funny. I wonder if I could tint it. Let's see. Tint color. Where that looks. There we go. That looks good. There's your green circle. That looks good. That's pretty big, too. I mean, I don't know if this map's to scale, but. 
Like a fucking 200 foot dome. A super dome, if you will. Alright, so we need lots and lots of rubble. More rubble. Good chunk of this map to be destroyed. Painting the gardens red. Or painting the roses red. Destroy. Maybe we can put a few places on fire. So it's probably like, you know. There we go. And then we can put some little fires on the map too. Fire! I'm liking the two crafting streams a lot, actually. I hope you all are. Uh, it's helping me discuss a lot more about the stream. I know. A lot of folks really enjoy the crafting streams. I love doing them. It helps me a lot, frankly. Uh, so, I yeah, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. All the fire ones I've used before. Because it, It's a radiant blast, but I think that would still cause things to catch fire, right? <laughs> What's the difference between radiant and fire? Radiant's like holy light. Would that still cause things to get on to catch fire? I feel like it's more interesting if things catch fire. Toasty thaumaturgy. Hello. Oh, those are like spell-shaped cones. I don't need... There you go. Just give me... Oh, that's... Looks like a fireball. Oh, don't give me the square. I don't want that. Uh, these look weird. Just want to look like things are on fire. Okay, I need it to be <laughs> transparent though, people. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm bad about that. I, I assume a lot of stuff about uh, how Roll20, you know, I've been doing it forever. And I mean, I still don't know shit. I mean, we just started using a bunch of cool macros with this campaign. This is like our sixth one. <laughs> Alright, how hard is it just to search fire and find... You know what, let's go with flame. Flame skull, flame wrath. Eternal flame priest. Yeah, Prince of the Apocalypse was a cool campaign. I loved it, all these thematic dudes on there. Awesome. Spell effects, flame arrow, great. Yeah, none of these. Exactly what I need. Smoke and fire. Yes, sort of, maybe. Smoke heat. I mean, smoke is good. I don't want an awkward square of it, though. The weakest ass looking fire. Come on now. Okay, that's not what I want either. Yeah, they're still in their wagon. I guess they'll disembark the wagon at some point. It glowing. Why is it so hard to find fucking fire? <laughs> there. Fuck. Just use what looks like an obvious fireball. Jesus. I just want a little bit of fire everywhere. That's all I want. Too hard to ask, is it? Damn it. Sprinkling this town with some, some fire. Do do fire. Do do everywhere. 
Ah, we're looking. We're looking mighty messed up now. You know what I realized, though? I'm not going to be able to do this dynamically because it's taking a lot of work right now. I guess I could put shit on the GM layer right here so I can actively show the dragon destroying, uh, you know, this side. But this is... <laughs> my, my game of Roll20 does not have real-time terrain deformation. I am not a video game. So I'd have to just put all this shit on the... GM layer and then just kind of copy and paste it as it rolls around, which I could certainly do. And then I'll put half of this on the GM layer so I could, in theory, pop it up as the dragon kind of goes west to east. Maybe. I mean, it'll be hard to keep up with, but I'll, I'll try. And I'm probably not going to worry about the west to east because ideally... You know what I'd like to do is maybe I can motivate the players to um, basically help the refugees. Like say, hey, can you help lead these people to Bryn Shander? And basically give, those, give them as much incentive as possible to go to Bryn Shander. And not even, um, you know, like this town is fucked. <laughs> like you realize pretty quick it's fucked. And they say, look, we can, you know, there's there's something we can do. Um, maybe maybe Ravison's death is what creates this special you know thing, or she like you know bleeds into some statue or something that she can give to the player. Her staff does she have a staff? I think she has a staff. And say you you know this can help summon um, the Avatar, but I don't want them to do it here. I want them to do it in Brinchander because that's the last stand essentially. It would be too early. Blue the docks too. Alright, so then... Yeah, how do I group select? Just hold down shift, kind of like that. Go to GM layer. Half worked. Too many things here to click on. Putting on the GM layer. Don't see any of this yet. I can move it to the map layer. If I can. Okay, so then. Dragon is still represented as here, or like here, and then maybe as it goes through, I can kind of add some little rubble and things. Well, it does, <laughs> the Shardland figurehead has been uh, half destroyed. The players, um, when they thwarted the Dwarger attack by Prince Durth, uh, they, or not the, the attack, the infiltration of the town hall when the Dorger were trying to steal the Shardalin. They caught them like halfway through breaking it apart and uh, thus they made off a lot of Shardalin and then a dormant um, living uh, Bigby's magic hand came out as kind of a little bit of a boss fight at the end of that um, combat scenario. So that Shardalin figure is probably not there anymore I would imagine. They probably got rid of that shit. I'll have to actually update that map. Fortunately, this town hall is not very big for how much space it takes up on the map. Well, I say that, but squares. Yeah, 85 feet across. It doesn't seem that big. So, none of the. That's funny, that's how. Or. Guys aren't here anymore. And. Delete the layers and put them back on the map. And then try to, I mean, I could um, just create like a little bit of rubble. You know, I could use my rubble. <laughs> use my fucking rubble because that's all that's left of this area. That's the update. Maybe, maybe that's interesting. We've never actually used a battle map like this before. Where it was like you come back to it like 10 sessions later. 
Ardalan figurehead is no longer there, basically. Just a bunch of rubble. Has not been cleaned up either. Yeah, it needs one more. Needs something. Like, why Why does it need to be in Bryn Shander? I, I can't quite work out the details of that. What was what was Ravison doing then? I, I, the idea was she was. My initial concept was okay. She was trying to summon the Avatar, but it takes a while, and uh, she had that shield up. But Dwerger, but they didn't know about the. They, they thought they thought that you know the players took out the Dwerger threat or whatever Dwerger were here, but they didn't suspect that there would be other sleeper cells, and that's the one that got in there and started attacking and. Ultimately, we're able to wound her, but that's the case. Then why don't my problem is if the if the players get that power, why would they not just immediately try and summon the Avatar, the Rock, and try to save East Haven? Because that's the most logical conclusion. The only reason I, I mean, I the other thing is I could let them do that, and then maybe it would chase the dragon off, and maybe it would save some of East Haven. Uh, but then. They, I'm screwed for Brinchander <laughs> in terms of how they can ground it. Statement: Say broken, broken MacGuffin needs a powerful alchemist to fix. Who just happens to be in Brinchander? Oh. Staff requires a speaker to be used. That's interesting. Requires a speaker to be used. I would say it would require a follower of oral to be used. Um, but then why would one of those be in Bryn Shander unless she knows there's somebody in Bryn Shander who's like a secret worshiper or something? I uh, know. I'm sorry, Nick. We haven't had any Dugan's Hole jokes. My, blame my players. My players skipped Dugan's Hole. They didn't want to go in there. <laughs> What he ever does. We're not going to see Precious Dugan's hole. Upper Nobber Knocker helped build the Summer Star. Can use to blow up the dragon like it did the cat. Yeah, that whole Black Cabin quest is fucking dumb, by the way. <laughs> mm. um, I, I think I may end up using um, the Black Cabin as a random encounter, like stopgap, kind of like how I did with Cave of the Berserkers, where it was like, a, hey, along the way, I'm going to give you this, you know, kind of side thing to go do. Uh, And I would rewrite how everything works in there because I don't like it. Let's see. We actually have a named NPC for Speaker. I don't think he's a... Is he a token? Speaker Daneth Whalen. He sure is. All right. You get to come on the map. Uh, Ravison, you get to come on the map. Let's look at Ravison, actually. He's a really yeah messed up looking picture. She looks creepy as shit. She looks like a fucking necromancer or something. Terrifying. She has an icicle. It's her weapon. She doesn't actually build a staff. He's uh, got the druid wild shape thing, I guess. Sickle out of the Speaker here is dead. They know one is alive in Brinchander. Yeah. Yeah, that's I could use that. I could say um it requires a speaker to wield. Like this is old magic. Some of the speakers aren't even aware of it, but they have um special ties to the Frostmaid and they can actually summon her given enough force um or given the right magical tool and she's got the tool. So maybe it's the maybe it's Speaker Whalen who gets killed by the Dwerger, and that's what fucks up her plans. Okay, I can work with this. Yeah, no, she's not. That's the thing is I'm changing it. It would make more sense if it was a true Aurelite, but they the only one they know of is Ravis. Unless I just come up with, hey, there's another 
and that's the thing I could just I could have Ravison say um it has to be you know this has to be invoked by a true Auralite and there is there is one in Bryn Shander and she can just reveal maybe a character the players haven't met yet which is not as satisfying but unfortunately I haven't introduced any other um oral characters that's that works if she's the one who's mortally wounded and dying and thus they can't just uh, or she just can't do it any after that or the speaker dies and then she has to say oh we need a speaker uh to be able to do this and you know Bryn Shander is the best place to uh defeat this dragon so go to fucking Bryn Shander Either of those could work. Have to look and see who all is in. Um, re-familiarize, refamiliarize myself with Bryn Shander, which, like uh, Jordan was saying, I could use the gnome upper knobber knocker, a pessimistic rock gnome tinkerer named Copper. As he's an acolyte of Lathander, but obviously could be an Orlite. A fuzzy suit and hood he made himself. Makes him look like a teddy bear. That's probably not going to be something I'm going to use. <laughs> There's a retired sellsword named Scram Sax. I think we did use him for a whole hot second. And otherwise, all we've met is uh, Sheriff uh, Markham. Southwell and Speaker Devessa Shane. Yeah, tied to leadership. I could work with that. I think it's um it's the better story hook than trying to come up with, hey, there's just another random Auralite in Brinchander you need to use. But maybe getting maybe having uh Speaker Waylon get killed by the Dwergar. Bucks up Ravison's plans. In which case, Ravison could simply survive and travel with the players. Um, I still think it would be more narratively satisfying if if I if if I can pull it off. <laughs> That's always the big if, isn't it? If I can pull it off and have her. You know, with the classic, she's dead, and you have to like cradle her. And I mean, the players are gonna do that, but you know, it's she's mortally wounded, and she passes it on to the players and gives them that information and says, basically, Speaker Wayland's killed, and she is mortally wounded. And maybe it's just a question of the, yeah, some of the building gets collapsed or something. Although I think the dome is trying to is protecting them from it. But again, if the dome is protecting against energy then maybe the dragon crashes into the fucking building. It does a few strafing runs where it's um, not able to penetrate, and it doesn't get pissed or anything, it doesn't have emotions, but eventually it just bodily crashes into the fucking... And although the this does say the town hall survives. So the other option is I just have the Dwarger basically infiltrate it and they come in. I guess, did the players ever figure out that the, remember, I have to go look at the tape. Did the players ever figure out that the Dwerger who came in to East Haven Town Hall tunneled into the bottom? I think if they didn't, I probably revealed it in Frostside chat, because I could use that again. But obviously, they the somebody would have discovered that, I think, in between. The only thing that... Um, annoys me about this whole thing I've set up is I'm kind of repeating what we did you know sessions ago when we did the whole uh, East Haven Town Hall Shardolin thing which is you're in the Town Hall and a bunch of Dwerger attack and you have to repel them that's I'm just kind of repeating myself here I'm, I'm using the same map the same situation um, it's the same enemy. It's not the same situation. It's a different situation, but it's the same enemy in the same map. And it's, it's not, I mean, I'm probably still going to run it as a combat fight, but it's really going to be more of a narrative thing. Right. I think, cause the players don't like Ravison at all. They don't want to work with her, but if she, 
So they, they wouldn't care about like saving or anything like that. But if she can impart that useful information to them, then that would certainly help things. It would be cool if we ever had a situation where Ravison um, had to fight the players, because I think the Frostra is an interesting stat block. But I don't see any way of doing that, because right now, Charlotte Dragon is a threat, and Ravison, even though she's an Aurolite, still would want to defend herself and the people against this outside invasion, and so would the players. So they're... Um, goals are aligned right now, so there's no reason why Ravison would fight them. In fact, you could even tease the fact that maybe some of her awakened animals are in the town uh, either helping people or fighting off maybe a few Dwerger or something like that. That could be interesting. I could use that fucking fox again that the players hated so much that had the weird, like, Boston accent that I probably failed at doing um, in terms of uh, maybe trying to, like, help people and help refugees or something. <laughs> or just, you know, I'll just have him be the NPC um, that the players, like, first meet um, at the entrance to East Haven. Like, with all the shit going on, he, like, you know, comes out of a fucking hole or something. Hey, it's you guys again. <laughs> We got problems. Boy, am I glad to see you guys. Like, how great is that guy? Ooh, yeah. You can have him fight. You know, them finding a Dwerger tunnel accessed by a random destroyed house, letting the players follow Dwerger and fight them in ambush. Yeah. If somehow they stumbled upon, like, where one of the Dwerger sleeper cells were. I could actually follow the tunnel, which would uh, lead them into. I wonder how I could make that organic. Like somehow they end up. That's actually a really good idea. A way for them to get inside the house and follow the Dwerger. They just happen to be. They happen to see a destroyed building that's got this, you know, complex like cellar with this tunnel carved out and everything. I mean, they kind of ambushed... The thing is that they ambushed the Dwerger before. But the dip, the way this fight is different is it's got um, people they're trying to save. Like, I, I should fill this town hall up with people, really. It's just... It feels weird that the Dwerger... That they... The, the, the weird thing is the... The first time that the Dwerger tried to infiltrate the town hall, they tunneled underneath into the cell, made it up, and tried to, you know, steal a bunch of shit and everything. Game-wise, that was, like, two or three long rests ago. So it's been two or three days. So surely, and I think the players already knew this, but, and, and obviously they had, you know, they killed the Dwerger, they found them. Um, so it, I feel like the, the East Haven would have stepped up its security efforts, obviously, in the town hall. They would have sealed off, you know, the uh the cells they would you know make sure that they had a lot of security up they'd destroy the Chardolin statue whatever was left of it and all that now obviously they didn't contend for a dragon to come through and just fuck everything up so that would obviously pull a lot of your security away and and mess up your entire plans but it feels weird that they would just succumb to like oh it's another you know infiltration by Dwerger at the town hall so I'm just kind of, it's almost like it backfired on me to run the uh, the Chardolin Caper one when I want to do this event specifically in the town hall with the Dwerger attacking. Ah, excuse me, I just sneeze. Saving someone from the house and have someone fall through a busted floor. Yeah. Have them discover it accidentally, in other words. A happy coincidence for our players. Oh, a bunch of Dwerger in here. It should at least be maybe run by a Mind Master. Get slightly interesting. I mean, that's basically what that fight was before. So this is not going to be a hard fight for them because I think they've leveled up twice uh, since they dealt with this. I forget what's, what session was that that I keep referencing. And I find that session it was 
Yeah, it was the end of level four for them. Session 23 was the Shardle and Caper event. So they're now level six, and they are fully rested. However, I will have drained them slightly from a few, like, evading of the dragon attacks and all that. But they're they're going to be almost fully rested level six before this fight. And th so it's almost, frankly, it's almost not even worth running this fight. Which is a bummer, because I like running fights, and I feel like we need a combat encounter to spruce things up. Um, but I'm just, maybe I could just let him, I mean, it just, you know, you can let him have an easy fight. That's probably not a big deal. It's just going to be an easy fight. It's a bunch of Dwerger. They're stronger now. They're more rested than they were before. I could include some of the, uh, I guess, hammerer stat blocks, because that's interesting, but. And the Dwerger are invisible. Like, they can just really come through the front door. They don't have to tunnel in. Because there's such chaos and people are like pouring into this town hall, maybe you have a bunch of like commoners in there. The fact that Dwerger can turn invisible now that fucks up the hammerers. I don't think the hammerers can turn their exosuits invisible. I don't even can they even turn invisible? I don't think that's in part of their stat block. No, it's not. So actually can't use the hammerers, maybe. We can use I think do you use the dark half or the mind master? Mind master is better. How did I do this before? Did I just grab? I just grabbed the Mind Master and no, I grabbed the token of the Dark Haft. Made it point to the Mind Master. Fuck it, I could add two Mind Masters. <laughs> Ugh. Rolled terrible for hit points. I don't think these guys rolled right though, because Mind Master's got more hit points, I believe. Yeah, they do. Let's roll for that. 68 plus 12 skis. Ooh, 44 and 46. That's mo better. One behind. The one you didn't take out. Burger figured out word of the fact that East Haven fell. Or maybe they were sending reinforcements to East Haven at the time. Like, whatever the reasoning, like, I don't have to explain myself to you players. <laughs> Just know that there are other Dwerger here and they're still a pain in the ass. Now, I did tease the fact from Grandolfa, those of you that remember, the end of, uh, I guess it was last session where they were leaving Sunblight, I, and Grandolfa said, or no, it was, sorry, it was a Valin that said this. It was Valin who said that she picked up that there were um, different Dwerger, like saboteurs and sleeper cells out near the towns meant to sabotage the defenses. And this that was foreshadowing this exact thing. I believe they do also do that in, um, I think it's Bryn Shander. I think there's, there's three main play. Yeah, Cair Deneval is the other one. They're in Cair Deneval. Um, Bryn, and I think... East Haven, and I believe there's Dwerger and Bryn Shander. I think it only mentions it as a... Yeah, Speaker Dermut of Dugan's Hole is killed by Dwerger, but Speaker Maxillinar of Targo survives. Sheriff Markham Southwell personally thwarts a Dwerger assassination attempt against Speaker. So the Dwerger are literally trying to assassinate the Speakers. So that fucking works. So they I could just have them be successful here. They successfully assassinate Speaker Whalen. Dragon does work. Dwerger prowl through town, murdering leaders, spellcasters, and other key figures. So there'll definitely be another Dwerger event in East Haven. Mechanically, I think it just helps break up the action. I think having... Because you're not meant to fight the dragon while it's doing its strafing runs. I'm literally wanting that to be just more of a, you know, environmental hazard, this thing that's happening all around you. Um, and then meanwhile, you're doing all this exploration stuff, so you're saving, you know, people, you're dealing with the refugee crisis, there's people trapped in rubble, there's all these different little events that all create. Um, but then none of that is a combat encounter. No, my players do like to fight. <laughs> so this one, I probably will make it a traditional combat encounter. Um, but they're basically already murdered the speaker, and basically are in the process of killing Ravison. And... I'm going to put a bunch of 
neutral commoners in here as well. So the players enter and it's just a fucking, you know, everybody's huddled in here refugee, which means it's crazy when the Dwarger just kind of pop out invisibility and start attacking in this. Uh, I guess this, I guess this is the room to write do it. Should I do it here? Or should I do it on the, be a different floor, or at least make a different room it happens on, but not really a good, these, all these rooms are tiny, tiny. Make, this would make the most sense to do it in. Third floor is just very bizarre. Save the speaker, save the towns. Would they know all that information? That might be... I think it's just a lucky coincidence for the Dwarger that they managed to thwart that. I don't know if they would actually have all that information about the fact that this Frost Druid rab, uh, you know, worshiper has this very powerful force that can possibly destroy them. I think they would just be I think they would just be working to sabotage the leaders and you know eliminate the uh the you know yeah the town leadership as as best they can while people are dealing with this crisis. And yeah, I think having goats in the stables suffering and and crying out for help will be very effective as well for Thimbleweed. All right, well, we've been going for an hour now. Um just a heads up, I'm not even sure we're actually going to be doing our D&D campaign this Friday and I wish I could confirm that by now and I can't um, because we're down two players so my options are either do a one shot or do the campaign with fewer do the or continue our campaign with fewer players or do something else entirely I will guarantee I, I will be streaming on Friday night um, I've talked to uh, my wife about running a one shot uh, we might be looking at doing that obviously we need to get that going because we don't have much time and that's partly the problem is we just ever have time to do anything <laughs> and this week's actually my oldest uh birthday so we're trying to plan a birthday party around that so we will see um you know at the very least i can fall I, I will prepare as if i'm running another episode of this campaign this week but just be aware that that may change and also we are supposed to have really gnarly horrifyingly awful weather for texas which you know but still uh on thursday so there may be a chance that I will not be streaming the second crafting of the week on Thursday if shit has just really hit the fan and, you know, we lose power and any of that crap happens. So I will try and give a, you know, update about that um, whenever I can. But that's, yeah, so expect kind of a possibly wonky week this week. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for this week's crafting ice wind out. We Yeah, we thought about that, Nathan. That's what Heather said. He's like, hey, we could play Gloomhaven. I was like, yeah, we probably could. Uh, by the way... um, during uh, Frostside chat uh, last week, you know, me, Chris, and Ray always just talked for a while afterwards, and uh, I finally convinced him to get Gloomhaven Jaws the Lion, which we just got recently, as kind of the good introductory, you know, through line to get that game, so I'm trying to trying to suck him into it. <laughs> All right, that will do it for this week's Crafting Ice Window. If you, know, you enjoy the content, please uh, check out patreon.com slash Rogue Watson. Shouts to Platinum Patrons, Joe, Will, Tiny Dancer, Christopher Thomas, Adam Stan, Nathan, Alex, William, I'm Loud, Al, Furcon, Kyle, Sklenia, Genocider, and James, and Gold Patrons, RPG Papercrafts, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Marcus, Dead Lizard, Lounge, Sam, Lumpy, Spuds, Jerome, Blood Angel, Veronis, Baboon, Baboon, Nathan, Fastica, Tortoise, and James. Thank you all very much for your support. Have a good week. Or caught his sweating bolts right now, yeah. We're all fucking sweating bolts right now.